This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which as always is sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name is Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by Dave. Evening. Evening, mate. And I'm also joined by Dean. Good evening, chaps. Yeah, thanks a lot for joining me, chaps. Um, This evening we'll be looking back at yesterday's 3-2 win away at Reading. A great three points for the Sky Blues, albeit not the best performance on the day. And we'll also be looking ahead to the upcoming fixtures against Cardiff and also Barnsley. Um, Dave, I'll start with you. Um, how would you sum up yesterday's win? Yeah, it was one of those sort of performances that we'd often go away and lose or or draw. Um, so I think it shows you know how far Mark Robbins' team has come in in terms of especially from the first stint in the championship, where yeah, those games we probably would have gone amiss. So getting three points, especially on the road, um, when it looked like we were going to get pegged back and we didn't play the best at times and, and Reading frustrated us a lot. I think it's a, a really, really good result. And, you know, the the juggernaut carries on, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good to good to see us um, see it out. And like you say, definitely shows sort of how far we've come. Again, perhaps we might have thrown away in, in seasons gone by. Um, Dean, it was good to see you yesterday. Um, good to have an away day with you, but yeah, not the best performance on the pitch, but you know, three points is three points at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. Great to be back in the fall with the Skybridge Extra lads on the road. Lovely to, uh, lovely to be back with everybody. I haven't been to a game for nearly two months now since I've been working away. So yeah, nice to be back in the fall. But as Dave said, yeah, I mean, that, that performance yesterday was, was pretty bad. It's probably for me, the worst performance of the season. And if we're coming away with three points, then, you know, we can't really, really moan because you look at games this season, we've played so well and come away with absolutely nothing. Um, so 
for once, I'll, I'll take a bad performance and, and the three points and, and we'll run away. But, you know, Reading is a, is one of the worst uh, away away days in, in history. We won't be remembering uh, that game for a long time. I tell you the best part of yesterday was, Tom, when your, your mum and dad cracked out the sausage rolls. They were the best part of yesterday. Always a highlight. Yeah, they are, that was a highlight. I, I feel like I missed out on the sausage rolls and I missed the goals as well, which we'll come on to talk about. So I had a bit of a mare yesterday, but... I was yeah, very close you... to taking a picture and sending it into the Footy Scram Twitter account. <laughs> Complimentary halftime sausage rolls on behalf of uh, Elaine Ward. Absolutely sensational. So, uh, yeah, thank you to, to the Wards for, for that. Uh, really brightened up my Saturday, that's for sure. Brilliant. Um, Dave, we'll talk about the match stats. Yeah, um, 54% possession, 13 shots versus their 11 four shots on target and they also had four 410 passes completed versus 329 14 interceptions they had 15 26 tackles one uh, they had just 18 and the infamous aerial duels 12-1 versus 11 your your favorite stat that one isn't it dave Old love jewels. a bit of aerial duels yeah yeah you love a jewel um yeah we'll so talk we had about a conversation the in the pub for about 20 minutes about the area of your star, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and it probably just correlates with the average uh, height of the team, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that's what we uh, we worked out, that we're always going to win aerial jewels, especially at the top end of the pitch. <laughs> um, we'll talk about the team lineups. Um, obviously, for us, it was just the one change with Bidwell coming in. Um, was it what you expected, Dean? Yeah, I think so, to an extent. I mean, rotation is obviously key with how many games we're playing and obviously the 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 game against Southampton and then um, who'd be playing midweek Blackpool midweek would have definitely taken out the leg. So maybe I expected a few more changes. I think rotation is absolutely key. Um, I was surprised Matson still playing ahead, um, you know, up the top in the pitch. I don't, I don't think he really suits that role personally. Um, but Bidwell going in at left wing back was probably to, to stagnate. Tom Mintz or, or Junior Hoylet, depending on who was going to play on that right-hand side. So he's probably in there for his defensive um, stabilities more than Matson. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the, the midfield situation is obviously not very good with Eccles and Kelly not available for the for the foreseeable future. So Heyman and she sort of picked themselves. I suppose you can play Allen in there. I don't really know what Allen's done wrong to be honest over the last couple of weeks. He hasn't, he hasn't been starting games. So I'd like to see him in the fold a bit more, but yeah, generally across the board, it was probably as it should be, especially away from home. But yeah, there's, I just don't, I just don't, I don't know what you guys think about the mats and not the top end of the pitch. I just don't think he really suits that role, if I'm, if I'm honest. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not convinced by it so far, but I feel he was all right yesterday and obviously he did get the goal and, you know, which obviously won us the game. But yeah, I think we could do with a few more options at, at, that, at the top end of the pitch, really. I think it's his positioning because I, I, I just don't think he, he sort of understands what, you know, what you need to do in that front three. You need to hurry and press. I just don't think he has that really about him. And it's probably something you sort of learn as you go along um, growing up in that role in, in part of a three. So I, I just, yeah, I just don't, I just don't fancy him there personally, but you know, he, he did okay yesterday and obviously scored a goal, which we'll talk about being in that position. So um, I guess I can't have too many issues. Mm. 
It was good to see Dom Hyam captaining the side, Dave. Um, obviously, you know, returning to the club where it all started for him as well. So a special day for him. Yeah, brilliant. Um, you know, Dom Hyam has been stalwart, I guess, of of uh, a t- Mark Robbins' team for a long time. Um, he's come through. He's played, you know, in all of the leagues with us. He's sort of come of age, if you like, and um, it clearly goes to show of you know high regard that he's held in by Mark Robbins by giving him the the armband the last two games now. Um, and yeah, I I think he seems to be you know organising the back, you know, the back um, three or or whatever the back five well at times I, I still think we miss fads if I'm honest in in that sort of leadership and I think we saw that a few times yesterday in terms of when the ball was sort of being pinged around the back wasn't getting out was sitting deep um, at times it didn't even look like we had an extra man towards the end um, so I'd, I'd like to see that element of his game improve I guess and and just get that because I think Fads just makes us still look a bit more solid but great for Dom Hyam um, very good player for me I, I really rate him highly and um, yeah he's, he's, he's you know he's had a great career with, with Coventry already and um, let's hope we see more of it yeah he's been a real key part of that sort of rise up hasn't he from from League 2 into the Championship um, yeah really great to see him get the chance to, to captain the side Um we didn't really get going uh, like we did on Tuesday, Dean, in those early moments, but we did have a really good chance um, through Vic, didn't we, which we should have scored. Yeah, 100% needs to, needs to score in this position, but let's not take anything away from the from the goalkeeper here. Fantastic save, one-handed down low to his right. So um, he, he was made to work for it, but, you know, pulled off a, a terrific save. But yeah, you think Vic in the form he's in, has got to bury that chance. And if we bury that chance, the game is completely different. They've got to chase and, and effectively, with O'Hare, Matson, and Grocker is up top, you're always going to create more chances with having those three, um, especially with Grocker as with his out ball. So, disappointed not to get that one in 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 the goal early because you know it becomes a a, a much easier game for me uh, from that point. But let's not take anything away from from the goalkeeper. And brilliant from O'Hare as well. I don't think anyone's talked much about his um, his awareness of Vic and and getting the ball in between two defenders for Victor to have the chance. So, um, yeah, really well played from, from O'Hare there, who yesterday didn't have his greatest game, I thought, but, you know, the bits he did do well were, were really, really good. Um, so, yeah, good, good good from him. Yeah, yeah, good bit of play that. Um, and Dean, we talked just before the game really about Zhao probably being their biggest and probably one of their only threats. And unfortunately, he, uh, he got them into the lead, didn't he? He did. So it was a poor goal because we don't close down that cross quick enough. And then there's the talk of him coming across Rose, and Rose is pretty um, pretty stagnant, is he? When when Jiao is making that run, and yeah, he's a top player at this level. Lucas Jiao scores goals for fun. Uh, it's probably you know why Reading are, are down where they are. He hasn't played a hell of a lot this season. He's been out for for pretty much most of it. Only coming back in in January, so. Um, yeah, with him back in the fall for Reading, I do expect them to see to score some more goals, especially ones like yesterday, because when you've got the quality of you know John Swift putting in balls in the box, Lucas Yao is always going to be on the end on the end of them. So um that was a that was a, a, a big threat yesterday, especially early on. You can see it quite clear quite clearly, or what they were trying to do is get some balls going across our defense so Lucas Yao could come on to them. Um, and obviously he did for for the goal. Yeah, disappointing to go behind, especially, like I say, after having that really good chance early on to sort of 
you know, get ourselves into the lead. Um, Hamer got booked, which felt like he's probably his 50th yellow card of the season or something, Dave. Um, is it becoming a bit of a concern for you? I know we're hearing that the, the two-game ban is it. We haven't quite had that confirmed yet, have we? But people yeah, seem to it be definitely is it. a two-year. Yeah. Two, two, year, two, two years, two years. Wow, <laughs> he must <laughs> have done something awful. Did he two cat as well? Yeah, put it in a bin. He, he kicked um, two cats. Two, yeah, two match ban, and yeah, it's a huge, huge concern. He's he's our biggest asset, I think. Um, Everything that I think we did well against Blackburn in that first 15-minute spell seemed to come through him. Um, Most of the play that we had yesterday that was, I'd say, you know, tidy or or neat and uh, the most threatening was probably coming through him majority of the time. And you just can't afford to lose that talent for for just so many games. You know, not only not only is it when he actually gets a ban. So that's two two games, and he's had a, a game already, I think, hasn't he? And he's, you know, in the first season he got sent off, and that was a free match ban. But it's also Mark. It gives Mark Robbins a decision to make nearly every week, or it feels like nearly every week, in that he's either on teetering on the edge of a booking. And Mark Robbins is thinking, well, should I save him because he's got a totting up order? This could probably be the best thing for him, I think, in that, you know, it's sort of done and dusted. Um, It's a two-match ban. It's not great. Ideally, I think we'd need him for Cardiff. Um, Barnsley, probably not as big a concern. But you just can't keep, you can't have that disciplinary record because you're always running the risk of, one, are you going to have to come off because you're teetering on the edge of a red card? And two match you know match bands just it's just um this we don't really have any other players like that apart from sheaf also is becoming you know also a player that seems to be getting booked every week and that's just because um he seems to be a little bit late sometimes arrival he doesn't seem to have they neither of them seem to have that um just you know that experience of comfortable to just let a player go and, and not bring them down there's certain situations that you have to do that of course but majority of the times it didn't and yesterday was was it a shoulder barge I can't remember if it was a it was the shoulder barge that was the final um book I mean that ref was an absolute he, joke yeah he uh, wasn't getting booked for that for that challenge he was he got booked for throwing the ball down right yeah basically. and, and there was one in a halfway line as well where he sort of he, he couldn't really get out of the way and he, he had an attempt at the ball, um, which he brought a player down. But they just seem to be these very clear and obvious fouls. And it just winds referees up because it's breaking the play up. It's breaking it. Uh, it's stopping the play, stopping the flow. And referees are always trying, I think, to keep keep the match flowing and keep it going. And that's why they just feel like these fouls, they, they'll, they'll book them. Um, the ref yesterday, I mean, he's given so many yellow cards this season that it's, you know, it's going out of fashion. But for, for Hamer, it's a big, big concern for me. Yeah, yeah, it would be a shame not to have him for the next couple of games. Um, great bet though, isn't it, Dave? Putting a bit of money on him to get booked <laughs> each game. Yeah, I mean, a little money it, spinner. It, always, always for the bet builder. But I just, I just think... It almost almost feels like he's going to get booked every week, and I think the the biggest problem with that is more for for the coaching staff of whether or not knowing to leave him out there. And yesterday it felt a bit like we were saying we should bring him off now. We should bring him off because he's probably going to get sent off. 
headless chicken, wasn't he, in that second yeah. half? Just sort of yeah. diving into stupid tackles where the ball was going anywhere. And, you know, he's going to give the referee a decision to make. And like you say, Dave, like at this level, the referees just brandish him out like anything in the championship. And so you need your best be players clever. on the pitch. And, you know, it's it doesn't matter what he does in the first 15 minutes against Blackpool if for 20, 30 minutes of a game because he's been booked or he's possibly going to get booked, you know, on 60 minutes and you happen to bring him off and change your formation to protect him. It just It's just another, you know, you don't kind of get that with Kelly, for example. Do you, Kelly, you know, he picks up bookings, but you never really... The smart see, ones, aren't they? Yeah, you never really worry that Kelly's going to get booked or... Um, you know, do something stupid. Whereas I think that that's like seems to be in Hamer's 101 rule book, really. I don't think you want to take the aggression away from his game, though, because that's a huge part. But he just needs to be smarter about it. Yeah. And there's lots of players in this division that have got that sort of same capabilities as Hamer, same aggression, but they're a lot smarter, a lot cuter, and they get away with a lot more stuff. Um, you know, I look at over the years, the likes of like Tom Huddleston is quite aggressive player, but he got away with quite a lot over his career in the championship. So he needs to take a leaf out of that book, I think, and not take it away from his game, but just be a bit cuter and smarter in the future. And Dean, talk us through the equaliser. Um, I actually didn't see it because I stupidly went to get a beer. So um, obviously I've seen it back. But yeah, talk us through that um, that goal. It was a free beer, Tom, was it? Yeah, well, they were free at the start. They weren't free at half time. So I don't know what was going on. Oh, I know a couple of people got a free, couple of freebies at half time. You must have went to the wrong guy. It was all quite quite random. To be honest. I don't <laughs> know <what was> going <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, so well, you didn't miss much. It was a very very scruffy goal. Um, and like we said, like when we if we scored early, the game changes the flow. And when Reading scored, they just seemed to be in the in the ascendancy from that point. And for the first time, we got a little bit of a foothold, got some more passes away, and got ourselves a corner. Obviously, the corner was cleared. Hamer with the the awful half folly um, and flicked in by Bondom Dom Hyam uh, into the corner. So yeah, very, very scruffy goal, but it felt like we needed a scruffy goal to get back into the game. I think that's what, what it was going to take. Um, and the great, a great time to score, isn't it? Always before half time gets the heads down of Reading um, going into, into the half, uh, which they play really well for a change. So yeah, perfect time to score. Um, and yeah, great to see Hyam again on, on the score sheet. Yeah, really good to see us come out at the start of the second half, Dave, and, and score again. Doesn't feel like we've done that at all this season, have we? So great to see us have that real fast start to the second half and you know get straight straight into the lead. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, we said this yesterday, but Reading, as bad as they were, you know, they really are the worst team we've played this season. Um and I think even a sort of seventy percent levels of most of our performances would have been enough to have brushed them aside yesterday and they seem to invite a lot of you know a lot of pressure onto themselves they gave balls away a lot and we kind of slipped to their level but coming you know we, we've heard that Robbins was you know a little bit upset at half time um, and I'm sure he sort of got stuck into the players a little bit to say that it wasn't good enough um, and you know that he got the reaction he wanted um, and, you know, we, we got ourselves then back, you know, back ahead and, and, and back into the game and, and a chance of walking away with three points, which is what we really needed. A brilliant mm. header, wasn't it? By Rose. Yeah, great. great oh, incredible. Yeah. 
yeah brilliant and um you know we've we've been so much better i think from set pieces um this season 100%. and uh you know i think we're actually a threat from them i think we used to get set pieces and you'd almost just you know pick your phone up or talk to your mate next to you because you think well this is going over the bar or we're probably <laughs> going to do anything from this but we actually are converting a lot of them aren't we this season and um yeah that was you know another player really that is you know continuing to improve and continuing to to be a you know an ever presence really in in, in the coventry side and um i think he, you know, he's still got little bits to work on and still got bits to, to do. But I think, you know, another real solid bit of business, really, if you think about where he's come from, for Mark Robbins and what he'd potentially be worth or, um, you know, or if you had to go out and buy a similar player now to what Rose has become, I think you'd be looking at a lot more um, than, of course, we we acquired him for. So, um, yeah, another shows another bit of great business that, that Robbins has done. It's definitely going to be interesting him in the summer, Michael Rose. Mm. He's just he's just the perfect defender at this level. Um, and he could probably go a step further as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see what happens with him in the summer, especially if he's got, you know, dreams of and aspirations of, of Qatar at the end of the year. There's no well, reason why it, him and Hyam uh, are not in the... In the in the in the shout for for that Scotland squad, so um, yeah, be interested to see what happens there. Yeah, good to see defenders chipping in with goals as well, isn't it? Because we've talked a bit about how how reliant we are on the strikers, and pretty much all of our goals have come from Godden and, and Jokeres. So it's also important, isn't it, Dean, with the you know to have the defenders chipping in um, to get us more goals. Absolutely, we need goals from somewhere. You know, we've only got you know one fit striker at the moment in in Jokeres. So, I mean, if you look across the board, we haven't scored many goals from from outside out from our midfield. Jamie Allen's got one, um, O'Hare's got one, Hamer's got two, Shippy's got one. So that's only five goals from from the midfield, and I think that's five goals now for for the defence as well. So, yeah, you know, you need to you need to spread the goals out across the team if we haven't got you know the the, the firepower up front. Um, and it's always been the case with Coventry City, hasn't it? We've we just haven't scored enough goals in whatever division we're in. Even when we won the league in League One, it was one nils, wasn't it? We didn't score a boatload of goals to, to in winning that league. So we we definitely need to be chipping in from from elsewhere. And if we've got the delivery of of Hamer from corners and you know Todd Kane's delivery yesterday was was pretty poor, but on the whole he's been really good. So we need we definitely need to to have them chip in from 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 all over the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and at this point in the game, um, we really should have got hold of it. We should have been out of sight, really. Um, but, you know, classic, we make it really hard for ourselves and concede a really, really poor goal deal. Yeah, from a, from a corner and it sort of goes through four players. But I look at the the play before that, Ward, if I'm honest, and sloppy again in midfield, losing the ball hopelessly, giving them a free shot on goal, uh, which obviously results in the, in the corner that they score from. But... Yeah, scoreboard defending on that on that corner. A lot of people are saying if Fads is there, that doesn't happen. Oh, I'm not sure. I just think it's really poor around. Um, we're better than that, especially defensively, uh, to let a ball go through sort of three players and and the challenges that are made are, are poor. And I think I said it to you guys. This I just don't the zonal marking. I just don't like it. I, when you've got, I find it so interesting though because a team that we're not that great even though we've got a really good defensive record I think well we we did have you know and even last season at times we but 
we we invite so many balls into the box like no team can suffer that amount of balls coming into the box and yesterday before the the first goal you just felt it was coming because we just allow so many crosses into the box and yeah it's fine if you deal with them but it keeps putting you pressure on you and I just don't know why we do that we don't get out to um you know our, our wing backs don't get out uh on onto people's touch you know quick enough and that means that we back off back off and then a ball then comes in and, and all of the recent goals have all come from that a ball that's gone out wide and we just haven't dealt of it out out there yeah it's i totally agree more pressure more pressure equals more mistakes and we don't you know yeah, we don't want exactly. to be making mistakes because we don't score enough goals to counter mistakes I just don't know why you'd want to invite that ball and be camped in your own half and that's what I think was frustrating yesterday where we should have had our foot on the ball and we should have been making the extra mound work hard for us and just keeping the ball and we didn't at times we we felt like there was times where we were camped in our own 25 yard box balls were being peppered in and Reading still had three centre backs you know or you know, you know behind the ball so, and it still looked like they had the amount of same men as us. I just can't understand why we allow so many balls to come into the box when we're not that great at dealing with it. Um, but any team doesn't really want to be dealing with balls into the box because it becomes a lottery. It's just um, a very strange tactic. And I think we need to get out and close them down. You know, these players, when they've got chalk on their boots, do it there, especially if you bring them down. It's even... Sometimes, you know, it, it's even better to bring them down there if it's going to happen than it, it is. But uh, you can't keep allowing your box to be peppered. It just, it's like you say, Dean, it's the pressure. It just builds up and builds up. And Hoylet got his second yellow card, obviously got his marching orders. Um, you did sort of feel, Dave, that, you know, we would go on and win the game. And like, like you said, we didn't have to play at 100%. And actually, all we needed was one chance, really. And we probably would have the, the quality to win the game at that point. Yeah, definitely. And that's how it felt. All, even when we had the same amount of players on the pitch, it always felt like if there was going to be a bit of quality that was going to turn the game, it was going to come from us. Um, there was times when we got free on both right and, and left sides and always seemed to have, you know, them through passes that were being run onto. And every time Jokeres got the ball into feet, he didn't hold it up as well, I don't think, yesterday. But when he did turn a defender, it felt like something would happen. Um, so, yeah, once, you know, Hoylet was was gone, it did feel like, you know, we should easily be able to go on and win this now. Um, and, of course, that pressure um, and that, that extra man did tell. Yeah, absolutely. The winner did come. Um, it was Matson this time. Obviously, a lot of help with the deflection, Dean. Um, but yeah, like we said about the defence, good to have players like him, you know, chipping in with goals. Deflection. I was. It was a well executed lob. I thought, <laughs> uh, and played played for it. No, it, yeah, a, a good goal in the form of you know he's made a great run and and Jokeres has actually passed for a change uh, onto a through ball um, and take the shot. You know, more shots. You got more, take more shots. You got better chance of scoring goals. It doesn't matter how they go in; it just matters if they go in. And um, we don't take an, enough sort of pop shots. We try and make the perfect goal too many times, and you know it's a scruffy goal, but we'll take it. Um, so yeah, I, it, it was good to see Matson make that run. Um, he didn't make them enough for me yesterday, but when he did, obviously he made it count. Yeah, it's a good point that on the, the shooting because, I don't know, it gets quite frustrating watching us, doesn't it? And 
the amount of times the crowd is sort of screaming for us to shoot, we just don't do it. Just goes to show, you know, just get far more shots in and we will score more goals. Like that's what, you know, one of the players who does that is Jody Jones noticed. He always has shots and he scored all sorts of goals where a lot of players perhaps wouldn't shoot. Um, I definitely want to see see us do that more, Dean. Oh, you have to. You've got to take more shots, you know. Because weird stuff happens, doesn't it? There's, yeah, you know, it does. Look at the, Mat- the Matson goal. That is a weird goal. You know? And if he doesn't take that shot first time, he probably doesn't get, get, get the loop. And, you know, keepers in come, come out of his goal to, to, to obviously deal with the, the situation. But, you know, we get, an unfor- uh, get a fortunate break for a change. And I saw Callum O'Hare take a couple of pot shots yesterday. They, they, you know, that's what I want to see more of. You know, I want to see us get the dirty goals. I want us to get, get the stupid goals. Because... The more the more opportunities you create, you, you are going to get one of them go your way, and it did yesterday. And we need to keep doing more of it. It's it's okay, you know, playing great football up until that final third. But if you don't do anything with the ball at that point, then you know what's the point of everything? All the build-up play. Just take more shots. Yeah. And I, I know people shout shoot, you know, from fifty yards. Obviously, don't shoot from fifty yards. But when the opportunity is just outside the box, take a shot. You know, we're not going to bemoan you taking a shot, especially if there's no other option on. So, you know, just take a shot and you, who knows, you might win the lottery. Yeah, might, you could win a corner, could score. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely worth it. Um, Robin's made his subs quite late on again, Dave. Um, do you felt like we should have got some fresh legs on a bit earlier? Or do you think he got that right? Yeah, this is another one, isn't it? It's been the talk of Twitter about Robin's subs and and when they're coming, when they should be coming. Um Look, at the end of the day, we, you know, we went away. It was, it should have been an easier trip than it, it was. But winning away in this league, let's be honest, is, is, is no easy feat. It's, it's always going to be difficult to get three points on the road. And, and we did that. And, you know, Robbins was, was, you know, at the end of the day, his subs, his decisions. Um, and I think, you know, he sort of got the job done and therefore you can't be, but I think Alan did give us a little bit more in sort of hurrying Reading. And I think if it probably was a little bit of earlier, it wouldn't have mattered um, because he does give that to you, Alan. He's, he does have that really quick press and puts people under pressure. And a team like Reading, you know, a player like that makes them make mistakes. Um, and I did think we looked to get, again, a bit leggy. Um, but it's just worrying, isn't it? Because we haven't actually got that many fit players um at all at the moment so it's um we do need to start using that you know rotation of the bench yeah definitely now hopefully we can get some more players back because yeah we do look a little bit a little bit thin on the ground especially with this this sort of saturday tuesday saturday tuesday that we've got at the moment um i thought we saw the game out fairly well in the end dean um and a really really important win wasn't it yeah, massive in in sort of the grand scheme of things, keeping on sort of the coattails of uh, those chasing playoffs. Um, if we've still got ambitions to to hit those heights, then we you know we need to be beating teams like Reading um, and you know keeping keeping up with with other teams around us. And and a good thing yesterday, results went our way from from other games around around the division. So lots of draws, couple of losses for for, for teams as well. So good for us. It was a good. It was a, a well. Um, well fought three points. Um, obviously, the performance, as you said, not great, but you'll take it every day of the week. Um, and you know we've still got those games in hand, especially on Huddersfield, who are occupying one of those those spots somehow still. 
Huddersfield. I, I honestly don't understand how they're still where they are, but obviously they're there on merit and it's up to us to to take advantage of the free games in hand we have over them uh, and overtake them. Mm. Yeah, I was looking at the table today. It's very, very interesting, isn't it? There's a hell of a lot of teams in the in the running, isn't there, Dean? Um, which is mad. Um, a few people saying it possibly will mean that the, the points tally to get in the playoffs this year won't be as high as other years. But I just think with that many teams going for it, you know, you are, you know, you can obviously win your game, but you're always sort of slightly relying on other results, aren't you? Um, it's quite hard to sort of get get into that sixth place. So it's going to be a mad, a mad end to the season, I think, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And a lot of those teams have got to play each other quite a bit as well. I mean, we've still got, you know, games against teams around us too to to play. So they're going to be the really important ones. Can we gain on somebody? Can we move away from somebody else? It's going to be absolute front, uh, frantic end of the season. Uh, and I'm I'm all for it. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a bit crazy, but, you know, let's see, let's see what happens. I, I, yeah. I do. I think the squad is going to go against us with how many games we've got to play in such a short space of time. I think that's going to be our downfall at the end of end of the day. But I'm enjoying it while it lasts. That's for sure. Yeah, it's just nice to be in the mix, isn't it? Just nice to have something to to play for. Um, you know, obviously last year we were we were playing to sort of survive, and now it's looking at the other end of the table. It's just a nice, nice, nice progression, isn't it? From from year on year. Yeah, it's good to not look over your shoulder. I suppose the only teams we're looking over our shoulder on are the ones that can, you know, potentially take one of those playoff space places that we want. So yeah, different, um, different thought process towards the end of the season than we had last season. So yeah, not much nicer to be in this position we're in now than, than this time last year. Cause I, I just remember us all panicking quite a bit before that run from game. I think we changed our mind every week on the pod last year, whether we were staying off or going down, didn't we? <laughs> it was mad. Um, well, I'll grab a man of the match from you both, um, Dave. I'm going to go for Rose. I thought he had a, you know, we conceded goals, but I thought he had a really solid game. And as as much as, you know, some of the mistakes that we made in at, at the back, I think we equally made as many mistakes in the midfield and up front, to be honest. So um, on the balance of things, Rose for me. Do you know? It's funny you go with Rose because I was listening to the photo on the way back from the ground. And the first guy on there was absolutely slating Michael Rose. Um, and Oggy, Oggy put the world to right. So well done for Oggy um, for, for sticking up for, for Michael Rose. Seems a funny, funny listener, isn't it, Dean? It is. Yeah, there's some strange callers on there. Um, I was thinking think it was a bit of a parody, to be honest. I just can't believe that some people are serious. I don't, I don't think some of them are, if I'm honest, Tom. I think, you know, a bit you know, the old clickbait for, for radio <laughs> with, with some of them. Yeah. Um, it, has to, it has to be. Probably, you know, someone next door in, the, in another studio calling in um, to, to, to at the goat, basically. But yeah, it's, it's always a <laughs> Your good Your name's listen. John this week, right? Okay. Yeah. Going live in five. <laughs> That's where Clive gets off to. He goes, he disappears for 20 minutes. He says he goes to... Fake moustache on. Yeah. No, he's, just, he's, just, he's just calling into his own, his own, uh, his own show. Um, Michael Rose... Yeah, good, good from him yesterday. But I'm going to go with Hamer. I just thought, like Dave said, everything that we did well yesterday sort of came through him. Um, so yeah, for, for Gus Hamer for me. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We'll now move on and look ahead to the Cardiff game on Tuesday evening. Um, Dave, Cardiff haven't had the best of seasons this year, have they? But I do feel like this is a really tricky game still. Perhaps their league position doesn't quite sort of tell you, um, you know, what they're about. 
No, um, I think it is. A, it's a tricky game. Look, I just said it before. Any away game is is tricky, but a Tuesday night in Cardiff seems even more trickier I think and it's not really a team that we seem to have an amazing record against I haven't looked at that to back it up with any facts um, but why you know why? Really, we don't do facts on here no, no one sees the other on, on the rival and, uh, and whatever so the only, the only yeah. facts we do are the aerial jewels aren't they yeah that's a yeah, fact exactly yeah that <laughs> is but I don't know. It does feel like a tricky game. Um, they're also a bit on the up. They lost yesterday, obviously, to Millwall, um, which doesn't look on the face of it. I haven't watched it back, but doesn't look on the face of it a good result, uh, you know, at all. But 4-0 against Peterborough. Um, they played well in the Cup, I think, against Liverpool. And then, you know, beat Barnsley and Forest. So they seem to be having a bit of a renaissance, I guess, in the league. And I think on a Tuesday night, away from home it is a tricky um tie with especially a few players out so um yeah i'm i'm a bit worried about this one if i'm honest yeah fair enough um and dean what have you made of cardiff this season i expected better for the for the squad they 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 have and they really haven't hit the the heights that they would have expected to for sure i mean 16 losses in the league that is a huge amount for a team of sort of cardiff pedigree shall we say Okay, maybe they weren't going to sort of be touching the playoffs, but I do expect them to be a very, very comfortable mid mid table side. So, yeah, very, very surprised in in how they've um, how they've played this season. Yeah, like Dave said, it's a very, very tricky one. I thought they played really well against us earlier in the season. I thought they were one of the the biggest threats that we've had, especially aerially. And I mean, James Collins had that brilliant chance, didn't he? As well, Kiefer Moore's a handful. Um, yeah, they're, they're just a he's, bit of a... He's moved on, hasn't he? Is he moved he on has, to... Yeah. He has, yeah. He's gone now, but yeah, I mean... He's probably that night, you're right, though. They they played nice football where they seemed to turn us a lot. They sort of they sort of played intricate passes and then pinged it long to Keith Moore and got support to him. And that, I think, at times we we, we struggled to, with, didn't we? Absolutely. I think we, we, we always seem to struggle with a really, really tall, strong man, which is odd because... You think you look at our centre halves, we should be well equipped really to deal with that that situation. But like Bobby Spett said, Dave, it's the pressure. You know, they keep bombarding the box. We're going to make mistakes, and and that's probably where teams like Cardiff get. To be fair, we do that to other teams, don't we? With Jokeres, like it's so strange. But how many times do you think he can't do anything from where he is, and he sort of stands a defender up and looks to go past them, and then before you know it, they're on the they're backpedaling. I suppose it is a bit the same if you've got a decent front man. It, it is quite difficult to, um, to you know, look after him, I guess. Yeah, I, I would, you know, politely disagree in the fact that in regards to Garcarez, it's not sort of as aerially. As politely disagreeing. I'm politely like disagreeing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you off off, the, off air uh, what I actually think. <laughs> Just for the listeners, though, they need to feel I'm, I'm being polite. But I, I, when you say aerially, I don't think Garcarez wins a huge amount of aerial duels. No, more, I just think it's more like the balls in the channel well. and holding it up, yeah, yeah. into feet, into chest. But he always looks to go past people. And I think with that, from a seamlessly looks like a not a very threatening situation, you've still got two men behind the ball and Jokerez has got his back to goal. As soon as he starts to turn and starts to try and go round people, they back off and it starts to make things happen. And I feel like we're a bit the same when balls come sometimes over the top and, and into players in that we just don't seem to deal with it um, perhaps as as well as, you know, some of the other teams in the league. But 
what I, I don't think we deal with well is we you know when they flick it on and bring others into play. Mm. Whereas Gyokeres turns on it and goes. Yeah. That's very different into how the likes of Kiefer Moore, I know he's not there now, obviously, but in the in the in to how he plays and Lucas Yao example on, on Saturday, they bring others into play rather than Gyokeres sort of is direct. So I don't know what we've turned into <laughs> what the best uh, attributes of, of Jokeres. But yeah, in, in regards to going back to, to Tom's point on, on Cardiff, I don't think they've really found their way of playing. I think they're, they're, they're one of the teams that have played so many different formations this year to try and find a solution to, to their issues. Um, and I don't think they've really found it as of yet. I know they've got Jordi Hugo now. Um, as part of that of their setup, so he'll be a, he'll be a threat. Um, you know, he's he scored quite a few goals against us over the years as well. So, uh, be interesting to see how we deal with that. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough it's, it's going to be a tough game. Cardiff's always a tough place to go. It's a bit of a cauldron at times if the fans are up for it. So, uh, it'd be interesting. It's it's definitely the, the the one this week which I'm worried about is is the Cardiff game. Mm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens, um, Dave. In terms of how we'll set up. Um, I suppose we're not blessed really with loads of options. Um, obviously, we expect Hamer to be unavailable. Um, so, how do you think we're going to sort of approach this one? Yeah, I think it would be very much similar to how we set up for Reading. I think it possibly would be Allen, yeah, maybe Shipley. Um, but I think. You know, Matson will still occupy that role. It's not really an option. I think it will still be one up. You know, we're just looking really, really light, like desperately light. And if Waghorn doesn't, you know, we don't know what Waghorn's injury is at this moment in time. Um, so it'd be interesting to know how long that is, because if it's similar to what it was last time, then we're really struggling because I know we're looking to get Godwin back and Dabo's back, but it's um yeah we're looking very light so i think it will probably line up exactly the same um and i think alan will come in for for hamer i mean the big question is how much has yoko has got in the tank because yeah. he looked absolutely gone after about 35 minutes on on saturday yeah and obviously if we have Waghorn there at least he takes it away from gokerez a little bit but at some point yokerez has got to he's got to come out of the team hasn't he and- i think twitter will get their wish if, i think you know there's there's literally the only the only way that you can yeah I think literally Tavares probably will get some he's going to have to play at some point he's going to have to you know it is actually exactly that and there which is brilliant for him great opportunity sorry great opportunity for Tavares to be in this position where you know we might rely on him and just he's going to get his chance isn't he and if if he does do well I'm I'm not sure if he's ready yet but you know if you, you just never know, do you? You could, you could turn out really well. We, we saw this last season, didn't we? Max was seemingly not not really ever going to play, um, to be honest. And then he went from not really playing to having to play with an injury and seemed like everything we were doing up top, which was pretty decent, seemed to be coming through Max Biamu, which sounds mad to be starting about that now. But he, he was probably not going to get minutes last season. Um and and because of injuries to Godden and and um, it just that's what happened, isn't it? And I think hopefully this, you know, we need someone like you know Tavares to come out and do something because we are, yeah, very thin on the ground. Mm. I'll grab some predictions, Dave. I'm going to hope for a one-all draw. Fair enough. 
it's not wouldn't be the worst result. Um, Dean? Yeah, I'm with Dave on that. Hope hope for a one-one, but I I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this one just on the basis of you know the legs being being shot basically. Cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll submit a one-one for the uh, the tweet league, which I don't think we're doing very well in, to be honest. But uh, we will we'll persevere anyway. Um, just a final mention of the Barnsley game. Obviously, we won't do a massive preview because obviously it's, we've got a game in between. But um, you sort of mentioned Dean; they, they haven't been particularly good, and this is a game we you know we want to win, won't we, on Saturday at home? Yeah, and this is one where like, I would expect us to. To, to come out organs blazing and you know turn turn Barnsley over they've they've been really really poor this season I think their one shining light was the game against us um, at the start of the season where somehow we didn't come away with three points from from that match uh, they just don't score enough goals Tom um, and you know they haven't replaced big big holes in in their team uh, which they which they lost last year the, the likes of Moet Chaplin Ritzmeyer. Uh, Solbauer, they've lost all these big big names and and they haven't filled them up. Um, so that's going to be to, to their detriment because they're going to get relegated. I, I feel at this point. So yeah, we've 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 got to show much more intent, bit of energy. It's going to be hard. The energy, obviously, with with how many games we've played over a short space of time. But this is the one we just spoke about Tavares. I think this is the game where he could come come and start start a match um, uh, at home. Less less pressure on him at home too, so yeah, he might he might get a run out, and that might be something that that Barnsley might not be able to deal with his pace. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he'd probably get a great reception from the fans as well, wouldn't he? Um, I yeah, think imagine that making your your, your debut yeah. at home in front of the, yeah. the Sky Blue when Army. everyone's calling when everyone's calling you for to be to be in the team. It must be a great feeling for him to be so want, so wanted in the team. Um, we just we don't yeah. know much about him, do we? We know obviously yeah. he's played a lot of under twenty three football. He's scoring goals for fun down there, so let's give him a chance. Um, and you know Saturday could be the perfect opportunity for that. And it gives Jokeres yeah. a, a rest as well. He needs it. God, God, the the poor lad is is running on empty. Yeah, if we can if we can beat Barnsley, you know, and have been able to give a few players a rest, that would be a real result, wouldn't it? Dean? Yeah, I mean our fringes of our squad is enough to beat this Barnsley team. Um, you know, the likes of Jody Jones um, might get a run out. We might even, who knows, we might even play a, a pep false nine. You know, that might come into the fold at some point. I was thinking you know, that with someone like Jody Jones, it's probably yeah. the, the only, op, only options we've got. If, um, you know, I don't know how far Gordon and Waggorn and stuff are, are away, though, do we? So. Um, Gordon can't be too far now. I would have thought. They said, did he say a couple of weeks? What a week ago or something like that? I don't know. But it's also the fitness as well, isn't it? It's very, it's yeah. very hard to come back from um, uh, from actual surgery rather than you know just a niggle or something like that. So yeah, although Matty Gordon's ten, he's tended to get back pretty quickly up to speed, hasn't he? In the past, um, yeah. which is a which is a positive. Yeah, he puts it in, doesn't he? Yeah. So you know, I'd expect him to be a back up speed pretty quickly. Which which will be helpful, even if he's on the bench. I guess that that like you said, it gives us another option. Um, I think one, yeah. Can I just mention one quick thing for Saturday? Corley Woodrow, probably Barnsley's best player, is out for the rest of the season, so that's a huge loss to them. Um, and you know he's he's one they rely on for for a lot of of goals and sort of passing the ball around. So that's that's a huge loss for them. So we have to take advantage of that too. Yeah, Dave, what are you expecting from Saturday? Expecting a good game? 
I don't know if I'm expecting a good game, but I'm expecting a win. Um, you know, it's just another one. It's simple as away from home. It's always difficult, but we said Saturday had to win. It's just a must win. You know, you're playing against a team that are all out of sorts, awful. Um, and the same for this, you know, we've been great at home this season for the majority of it. Some games we haven't been able to grind it out, but we've just got to take the game to them and, you know, totally, you know, bowl them over with, with just the great passing football that we can play. Um, the intense start that we seem to have at the CBS that first 15 minutes, but not let it go by without a goal. And I think, yeah, we've got to be beating Barnsley. Yeah, hopefully. Um, We'll grab some predictions, Dean. Someone's going to get a hiding at some point, and I think it's going to be Barnsley. 4 0. Dave? Yeah, I'm going to go 3 0. I agree that, you know, we're we're not far away, are we, from from giving someone a bit of a shoe in? So, um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll take Dave's 3 0 for the Tweet League, I think. What are you trying um, to say? We'll, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know you do your own one for the Tweet League anyway, Dean, and you do better than the page. So well, let's not talk about you... my performance over the past two months. You, have you slipped down a bit? Slipped down, yeah. The yeah. mid-table consolidation season is it now? I'm going for the Tony Mowbray. It's all that sun in Dubai. Get into your head. Yeah, go for the Tony Mowbray end of season party, which happens about now, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Start sliding down. Um, well, cheers, for that, lads. That's all we've got time for this evening. Thanks a lot for joining me, um, listeners. Do check out our partners, Short and Horn, across all their social channels. And as always, if you want to get involved in the conversation. All you need to do is use the hashtag SkyDoos Extra Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.